Hello and welcome to the Latter-day Ladies, a podcast for women seeking to live a gospel-centered life in a Latter-day world. I'm your host, Jenny Moss. Hello, my sisters. I hope you are doing well. I know that this is a really difficult time and a weird time, and you're probably trying to navigate a new normal just like we are. I'm sorry I haven't been here the last couple weeks. I've just been very off my game and trying to find a new center for um, this weird point in our lives during this quarantine. And I had a friend who shared some of their struggles, and she gave me permission to share what she said. She said that she's been really depressed staying home and that her self-confidence as a successful mother has just been very low. And um, then she said, I feel so guilty for having these feelings because I know I'm safe. I know my family's safe and out of harm's way and we're lucky. My husband still has his job and Nobody I know has died, and I shouldn't be feeling this way, should I? And when she said that to me, it broke my heart because the way she started the conversation was that she was feeling lower than she's felt in many, many years and that she was feeling so depressed and so down. And all she could say was that she was guilty about having those feelings. So this was my answer to her. I said, you never, ever need to feel guilty for your feelings, your fears, or your trials. Comparing trials is as toxic as comparing blessings. And in our worldly eyes, we can never truly make a comparison. So why burden ourselves trying to do so? All trials are given to us so that we can come unto Christ. Also so we could ask each other for help and make our way back to Heavenly Father. Trials are not meant to demean us. They're not meant to make us feel guilty for having struggles. Instead, they're helping us turn to Him and turn to each other. I was thinking about this experience I had um, right after I had my first baby. (laughs) I didn't know. (laughs) There was so much I didn't know (laughs) when I had him. And um, he had a really hard time uh, breastfeeding, just really, really struggled with it. And I couldn't figure it out. And he um, kept weighing in underweight. So our doctor told us that we could uh, supplement, that we could give him some formula. And I felt terribly guilty about that. I felt like I wasn't fulfilling my purpose as a mother, I just felt awful. And that, you know, all of the problems that he was having feeding were my fault. And so I came home and was really upset about it. And I had a friend come over and drop off a meal. And I told her just a little bit about what I was feeling. And she said, Oh, Jenny, all of my kids, I struggled feeding. And um, we used formula for all of them. And it's okay. You can keep trying to feed him, 
But, um, you know, supplementing is, is no problem at all. All my kids are healthy and strong. And that was exactly what I needed to hear. And I knew her children and I knew her and I knew she was a wonderful mother. And by her reassuring me in that moment, it just made all the difference. And it gave me permission to do what I needed to do to be a good mom to my child. And she probably has no idea that that comment meant so much to me, but it really did. And it was a, it was almost permission for me to just be the, the kind of mom that I chose to be for my child and not trying to be like everybody else around me. Carol Stevens said this, Our opportunity as covenant-keeping daughters of God is not just to learn from our own challenges. It is to unite in empathy and compassion as we support other members of the family of God in their struggles, as we have covenanted to, to do. Our hearts can be knit together as one when we share with others our pain and when they accept that information with empathy and love. Now, there are times and experiences where we share pain that we have and we are not met with empathy and love, and that can be really, really difficult. I've had a couple experiences in my life where I've shared in a very vulnerable way with someone and had it not met with the empathy that I was so desperately needing, but that did not prevent me from trying to find those people that would be able to fulfill that role for me. And um, Brene Brown talks about in her book, I can't remember which book it is. Um, I thought it was just me, but it isn't. I think it's that book. She talks about the term marble jar friends. And she said that her in her daughter's class, um, every time the class did something good together, the teacher would put um, a marble in the jar. And then when it filled up all the way, they'd get like a pizza party or something. And she and her daughter, um, her daughter had an experience where she told some information to a classmate and it was spread around the class and she was really upset about it. And she came home and talked to her mom. And um, Brene said, that they decided that she would need to find people who would be her marble jar friends, where she would share information. And if that information was kept in confidence and with love and respect, um, that would be like putting a marble in the person's jar. And as those marbles added up, the friendship would become stronger and that trust would grow. And you would be able to share more and more information with that person and be able to have that trust that they would respect and love the things that you tell them. And I just love that principle. And I feel like um, not only do I want to find marble jar friends, but I want to be that marble jar friend for other people. I want them to um, be able to come to me in confidence and also come to me knowing that I will have empathy and love Um, in response to the things that they're struggling with. And I think it is easy for, um, it's an easy in for Satan 
um, when we're going through difficult things and other people may come to us and uh, be not complaining, but uh, expressing themselves about things that they're struggling with, uh, one of the tactics Satan uses is uh, to have us have the thoughts, oh, you know, their problems are so small and the things I'm going through are actually important. This has happened to me with my kids where um, they've I'm dealing with something very, very real and they come to me and they're complaining because their brother took their toy or their sister stuck her tongue out at them or something seemingly small, but to them is very large and very dramatic and important. And I've had to combat the feelings of wanting to dismiss their feelings and, um, and instead meet them with empathy and love. And I think when we do that with each other, it builds our trust in our relationships and so that we can be those marble jar friends for each other. Dieter, Dieter F. Uchtdorf said, let our hearts and hands be stretched out in compassion towards others for everyone is walking his or her own difficult path. And Jeffrey R. Holland said, Empathy sounds pretty inadequate, but is a place to start. We may not be able to alter the journey, but we, may, we can make sure no one walks it alone. Surely that is what is meant to, sorry, surely that is what it means to bear one another's burdens. And he's quoting there, bearing another's burdens, um, Mosiah 18, where it says, we are to be willing to bear one another's burdens that they may be light and be willing to mourn with those that mourn and comfort those that stand in need of comfort and to stand as witnesses of God at all times and in all things. That's Mosiah 18. I love this principle of being there for each other in empathy especially during this time, because it is, it's hard for all of us. It's hard for the people who are sending their spouses out to the hospitals to work. It's hard for the people who are sick. It's hard for the people who are dealing with loss. It's hard for the people who are having to watch all of that on the news. It's hard for everyone. And we're in this experience together. And so we can knit our hearts together during this time and give love and compassion for everyone's individual experience. I feel really, really strongly that our example right now of what we choose to do and use our time doing will really change the world for good. We have the ability to be a shining example during something that's really scary And we can do that through love and compassion. I love you guys, and I hope that you're doing well. And if you need someone to listen to your difficulties and trials, just reach out. I'm always here. Have an amazing day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.